All right, welcome back, or welcome to the Wasted Potential podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, preseason uh, overview and and future predictions for the NBA, uh, for this NBA season. Uh, I'm here with my boy. Yo, what's up? It's NBA Profit here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, That's the YouTube channel. We're just going to be talking about the Western Conference, you know, the Eastern Conference. We're going to be going over what the teams are doing, uh, some predictions for the playoffs, and, you know, we're going to get into it, so it's going to be lit. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order. We're going to start with the Western Conference. Um, So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're just going to – you'll be able to follow along. Um, So – the uh, first team in the Western Conference final or the Western Conference, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So what are your current thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks right now? So um, Dallas, you know, for me, I feel like they're underperforming right now. I mm-hmm. mean, they are the AC. They got Luka. They got Kyrie. Um, <laughs> those are the first two that come off the mind. I don't even know the roster like that. But just with Luka and Kyrie, you think they wouldn't be the eighth seed. However, if you take a look at the Western Conference, it's extremely tight right now. Like, the Mavericks are the eighth seed, but they're only, like, six and a half games back from the first seed. Mm. So anywhere between one and six, if they lose a couple games and the Mavericks win a couple games, they can jump from eight <clears throat> to four. Yeah, right? so, so yeah, yeah. So they obviously have Luka Doncic and, and Kyrie. Um, what's interesting with this team is they made a couple moves. Okay, so we're recording this at, at 5 o'clock Monday, February 12th. So if anything happens after this, that, that you know, maybe Luka, you know, has a career-ending injury or something, we don't yeah, know about don't it. So, so this is at 5 o'clock on a, on a Monday, February 12th, okay? Uh, but Luka Doncic, so what happened with, with the Mavericks, they just made a couple moves in the trade deadline. Yeah. They made, yeah, so they Who got they P.J. Washington. Okay, okay. And um, who else? They got P.J. Washington and... Um, who else? it was they, uh they didn't make too I didn't hear much about it so it must not have been that crazy. No, oh Daniel Gafford. Okay. Daniel Gafford and PJ Washington in their first game they played with uh mm. in Dallas. PJ Washington had like like they both had really solid games. Okay. And and, and they beat like a top team. I think they beat uh they beat like the Thunder or the let's see who did they trade away for P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford? Yeah, so they beat the Thunder mm. 146 to 111. Oh, that's crazy. Um, they, I know they – so, yeah, they beat the, the a top three seed with the new pickups and dropped 150. So a lot of people are high on the Mavericks because of that performance with the new pickups. And I like it because Luka and Kyrie, they don't play defense. Right. But Gafford can play defense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, that's pretty impressive. But for me, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a prisoner of the moment thing. I'm like, when in mm-hmm. the playoffs, defense is what's going to win you rounds, right? Yeah. And I just don't think if you're, you know, if your captains are Luka and Kyrie, yeah, you're going to have games where you just blow the opponent out because you're just going to score and go crazy. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a seven-game series, night to night, are you going to be able to defend? Are you yeah. going to be able to stop the opposing team? Yeah, that's that's always scoring? a thing with, with Dallas. Like, yeah, they could score, but they cannot play any defense. And, and they lost Dorian Finney-Smith, so that's... You know, a, a knock on the defense. Um, 
like you said, they're an eighth seed. You kind of want to see Luca higher. Right. Um, but uh, what do you what do you think the Mavericks can do in the postseason, if anything? Um, honestly, I don't see them going past the second round. I mean, mm-hmm. they might win a series because Luca and Kyrie are crazy. But once it gets to the second round and it's only the better teams left, I just don't see them having enough of a roster to compete with like the likes of like the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Suns. Like they're just. There's no I don't I don't think they have enough. Um, yeah. The depth is just not there. I mean, when I look at the roster, I see Kyrie and I see Luca, and they got and that I, rookie they, lively. Yeah, and Tim Hardaway Jr. You know he's a hooper, but I just but they're not all yeah, like it's not enough. Yeah, I feel you. So yeah, right now if if the season ended today, they'd play the Clippers, mm-hmm. and I know Luca came back from three one versus the, the Clippers and everything, but. This Clippers team is nice. I don't think I think it, it would end 4-1 yeah. if the season ended today. Luka might have a you know, Luka he will have a in his career he'll have a 50 point playoff loss. Right. All right. Next team, the Denver Nuggets. All right. What do you think about the Denver Nuggets? Sleeper to repeat, sleeper yeah, to repeat. Um, sure. They the the thing about the Nuggets is they sure they lost. Um, who did they lose in in free agency? Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Yeah, sure they lost Bruce Brown, but that's not gonna kill the chemistry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the main the mainstay of Denver is still there. You got Jokic, you got Jamal, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. It's those yeah. four. That since they're still intact, they still have that championship pedigree. Yeah. And I mean, when you have been, you know, good role players like uh, you know Caldwell Pope, Reggie Jackson, um, and even even just having a veteran like DeAndre Jordan in yeah. the locker room, they are really solid in terms of continuity. And they know how to win. They just finished winning a championship. And I think that's a little underrated. I mean, yeah, we know it's really hard to repeat in the NBA, right? But if anyone's going to repeat, it's a team with Nikola Jokic on it. Like, yeah, that would not surprise this, me this is a top 20 player, top 20, 25 player of all time. At the, Literally. Right, like, right now, we're, we're sleeping on his legacy. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that you mentioned Bruce Brown because he sucks now. <laughs> he right. got a bag. He went to the Pacers. There were games he didn't start. He he was bad on the Pacers. He went to I think he's on like the um he just got traded at the was it the deadline? Is he on the Raptors? Here, let's see. Let's look it up. Um and whatever team I remember looking at it. Yeah, so he it is the Raptors. He does not get like he he might get ten minutes. Like he doesn't get that many minutes. He underperforms every game. The Raptors had to release a statement saying that they weren't dropping him because everyone <laughs> thought they were going to waive him. That's crazy. And wow. that's how bad he is now. And he, right. he was good on the uh, uh, Nuggets, but seeing how bad he is now, maybe he was just good because he was with Jokic. Yeah, and I was just going to say, that should tell you right there the power of good coaching and a good system. Yeah. Like when you have a player like Jokic, 
he said he makes it so easy for you. His gravity, he's gonna draw in defenders. Mm. His passing is is picturesque. It's perfect. Like I can watch him pass like all day long. Mm. So when you're a player like Bruce Brown, the game is simplified for you. Yeah. And then you leave. Get the ball and shoot. Facts. Yeah. Literally just get out of the way of Jokic when he gives you the ball, make the shot. That's all you have to do. When you go to these other teams, you don't have the luxury of an all-time player on your team. Mm. So all of a sudden you're having to do a lot more. You have to worry about defensive coverage. You have to worry about creating your own offense, all of that. And it's just not going to look the same. And that's why I think that losing Bruce Brown, it's not really going to do that much to Denver because they have a system in place. They have a winning coach. That's a, that's mm-hmm. very important. I think it's under underrated in the NBA how good a, having a winning coach is because you could literally have the same roster, but if you put a coach with bad habits, bad schemes on on the roster, you'll just ruin it. Mm-hmm. So Denver has it going for them, and yeah. their their fan base also is hype. They want to see it happen, and yeah. I really think the players want to get another one for them. So yeah, um, I'm not going to say that they're for sure going to win the championship, but it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So and. and- I saw a post recently, and it was like, is Jamal Murray the greatest player to never be an all-star? Mm. And it's like him and Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How is Jamal Murray not an all-star? That's a good question. I feel like Jamal Murray's not an all-star because he's not a fan favorite. Like, there is, you know, and, and the NBA is so skilled today. I mean, the, you could put so many people as an all-star, and there's only limited spots, right? Like, even Steph Curry didn't make the starter of all-star this okay. year, which is crazy. Okay, yeah, well, Trey Young didn't make it. Right, and he exactly. Aver- you know, he he's like a league uh, assist leader, but you say it's because his team is bad. Right. Jamal Murray, he has the stats but his team is the best team in the league for the second year in a row like they're 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 the four seed or whatever but they're the best team in the league they're the favorite you know they they're defending champs they're the best team in the league Mm. he should get a nod for being the second best player on the best team in the league in my opinion yeah i totally agree with you i feel like the league also makes these business decisions right and it's like what names are bigger? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Jamal Murray jerseys are not going to sell the same as, um, you know, Shea jerseys or um, mm-hmm. who who did make it into uh, the All-Stars, actually. Yeah, there was – let's up, let's look at the team. Yeah, because it was, it was interesting. Like, Dame, Damian Lillard should not have made the, the – yeah, and you know, I, yeah, we talked we'll get about to that later. But yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm that a was, Damian Lillard hater, but bro, yeah, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have gotten to the All Stars. That was kind of crazy, but um, let's okay, look 2024 All Star rosters. Yeah, okay, I would let let's see if I would take him above anybody. No. Scotty Barnes. Let's see. Let me look here. Western. Well, Conference. Scotty Barnes was a reserver. He came in yeah. because of an injury. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at 24. See, yeah, here's the thing. Um, Jamal Murray over over Shea? Over Shea? I don't know. I don't Not know. over Shea. Yeah, Shea's well, like an heavy. I would take him over Dame. I would take him over. Yeah, but he's in the Western Conference. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, okay. Thing. You got to yeah, go the Western right, Conference you're right, you're right. Okay. Yeah, Steph Curry, I mean, okay, yeah, Luka Doncic. Oh, just, okay, okay, yeah, you can't take him over You can't take him over PG. Yeah, there's just, it, the Western Conference is so stacked. Okay. That's yeah. the issue. Looking at, there's so like, many all-star you, caliber Okay, players. yeah, there's no one that he could replace. Right. Okay, looking yeah. at it, there's no one he could replace. For sure. But he could still be the greatest yeah. player to never be an all-star. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like in today's game, we have so many 
amazingly talented so players, players that you can look yeah. at so many players and be like, man, he's not an all-star this year. That's crazy. Yeah. So that that just All points right. to the health of so, the league. So what uh what are your predictions for the the Nuggets? Uh, who are they? Who, potentially, who are they? I mean, they're they're definitely. I see them in a Western Conference Finals. Okay, I could see them being losing in the Western Conference Finals just mm. because we have seen them for a year. So teams are going to have have had time to review the footage, look it over, and mm. scheme against them. But I would not be surprised if the Nuggets go to the finals. They're definitely they're winning it, right? Mm. But I can see them stopped in the Western Conference Finals personally. Who do you think would beat them in the Western Conference Finals? The clip. I could see the Clippers yeah. finally breaking the curse this yeah. year. I could so, see them be breaking the curse. Yeah, I think they're the favorite to repeat. Like I said, they're the favorite to win, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because Timberwolves. Um, something about them. I mean, Ant's still young, but the Thunder, obviously, super young. Phoenix, they haven't. You know, they've put together some wins. They have a good record, but I don't think they figured that big three out yet. Right. I don't think they have. Pelicans, I feel like, don't have a chance. Kings, like, the Nuggets would beat all these teams in a seven-game series except the Clippers. Right. Like, I would bet, like, like, the Nuggets just have a better system, better roster than all these teams and then you look at the Clippers and you're like, damn, that's scary. Right. Yeah. That's scary. They got talent everywhere. They got they got everything that a, a championship needs. So I like that take. I think I might I'll I'm gonna say the Nuggets are gonna beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals and repeat. Okay. That's yeah. my prediction. That's totally in the realm of possibility. I All right. Say. So the next team is your Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah. This is a Warriors fan we're All talking right, to. Right. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta preface everything I'm gonna say with I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm uh, a little bit biased. But I'm gonna be mm. as objective as I can, right? All right. So the Warriors season has been very disappointing. I'm mm. not even gonna lie. It's been disappointing to start right but recently uh, we've won six of the six of one of the last seven games so it's kind of been it's kind of been on the up recently um you know jonathan kaminga has been going crazy uh we we all see that steph curry's being steph but i mean on paper this team this team has what it takes the problem is we all know what's happening with clay that's one of the most disappointing um fall-offs you ever see in sports um he's just not performing properly um, if Clay fixes his performance, we have a shot. I feel like, but okay, I don't you, know if that's gonna happen. You said on paper this team is like built to win. Yeah. How? Because in what we way? have, you have Steph Curry, and that's it. It's not just Steph though. It's just Draymond's Steph. hooping. Jonathan Kaminga's on the rise. Okay, we had this argument. <laughs> The yeah, other day, Draymond did. Green is washed. He's, he's not bad, washed, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, you gotta he watch is. the games. The way he's coordinating the defense has been crazy. Like the Warriors' defense is now fifth in the league since he's been back. In what? How many games? It's a yeah, small it's sample been, size. It's, it's small, but it's still me- like yeah, it's a small sample size. But that just shows you the and impact. We were I, like I will say he is an all-time great defender. So yeah. obviously he's gonna boost the defense with him out. They have no one to play defense at all. Right. Uh, because I mean, Clay Thompson was a former All Defensive First type guy, but who is taking the defensive lead in Draymond's absence? Kevon Looney? Nah, yeah, like, Kevon's also falling off. Like, I mean, there's no one to play defensive. Draymond Green's out there, and with that, Draymond Green is—he's always been a liability on offense, but he's had two great 
all-time, the two greatest three-point shooters of all time. So it was kind of hidden, you know, behind the curtain because he didn't need to play offense. But in a, a season where offense for the Golden State Warriors is hard to come by, it's he needs to bring some offense. That's true. I mean, he is shooting 40% from three, which is the best he ever had. Okay, but he three. shoots a three a game. <laughs> That's true. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't forget about Wiggins. If Wiggins returns to 2022 yeah. okay. status, we're in there. But, but yeah, we okay. haven't seen that yeah, yet. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing, thing with the Warriors. They've had two massive, massive, insanely yeah. massive fall-offs. Andrew wow. Wiggins' fall-off needs to be studied. <laughs> Clay Thompson's fall-off. I mean, he's 35 with an ACL, without an ACL, actually. <laughs> but... Uh, so I kind of get his fall off, but still they cannot have that fall off, and that's true. And I just don't think this team can compete. And I said yeah. in a podcast, I don't know if I even released it, but in a podcast with my buddy last year in the playoffs, I predicted that LeBron James was going to retire the Warriors dynasty in the second round of the playoffs last year, and. I'm sticking to that. I think LeBron James retired this dynasty. They might not even make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs this year, how do you not blow it up? All right, that's fair. So I'm going I'm to say this now so it's on record. If any team can go from the play-in and win the championship, it would be the Warriors right now. Because if, you, if you've just seen them in the last seven games, they're an entirely different team. I will say... Steph has at least another three years of elite play. And as long as Steph is hooping as an elite, you can win a championship. He's just that good. But he's not so. – I don't think Curry – like, Curry's an all-time great. Curry's, yeah. like, on my – he's number 11 on my all-time list. But I don't think he's the type of player to carry a team. I don't think you could – I don't think Steph Curry could carry a team is what I mean, I'm trying to say. I mean, I, I see that. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm a Warriors fan. But I, I, I see that, like, if every player on the team can reach their full potential, we can win this season. It's the, is that going to happen, though? That's, I, it's not. Okay, likely. so what is your prediction? Prediction. I think the Warriors make it out of the play-in. Okay. I do think they make it out of the play-in. Yep. They, I feel like we steal around. So if they, then, okay, so if they make it out of the play-in, uh-huh. they would have to play the Timber. As of right now, the Timberwolves or the Clippers. Now, if they play the Clippers, we're losing. I just don't see. I don't see the Warriors beating the Clippers. If we play the Timberwolves, I see that team being young, and I see the Warriors' experience like winning out over them. Even though Timberwolves are super talented. And they just don't have the same amount of experience. So I can see the Warriors using their experience to win that one. Um, but then I don't see them getting past the second round. Um, it would, it, I mean, of course, with Curry, you can win anything. But I just, if I'm being objective, they're probably not going to get past the second round. All right. My prediction for the Golden State Warriors, honestly, I could see them, lo- I could see them not making it out of the play-in. Okay? Wow. But let's say they do make it out of the play-in. I don't see them beating the Timberwolves. I think Rudy Gobert would manhandle Draymond Green. I, okay, and yeah. I, th- I'm like a Rudy Gobert truther. It's like <laughs> I, I'm like the biggest Rudy Gobert fan. Everyone hates Rudy Gobert. I'm a huge Rudy Gobert fan. Um, and I think Anthony Edwards in the playoffs is going to do something to 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 grow his legacy. I guess I can see that. Okay, I can see that. so I think. 
at best, they're a first-round exit. At best, the <laughs> Golden State Warriors are a first-round exit. All right, we'll see, right. we'll see. Next team, the Houston Rockets. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know what? They started off kind of special. They I'm did. not even going to lie. They started off special. They got um, Dylan Brooks, and then they got, uh, what's, what's Bro's name? Um, Van Fleet. Van Fleet, yeah. And they were actually hooping for a mm. good minute, and it, it it turned me into a believer for a hot minute. I was like, you know what? Dylan Brooks is shooting out of his mind. Um, Van Vliet is there. He just got the veteran experience. And then it just, it, it mid-season, it just went downhill. It's like mm. they remembered they were the Houston Rockets right. and they were supposed to suck, and then yeah. they started sucking again. Yeah. But they had some crucial wins early on, and I was like, uh. you know what, maybe they're going to be better. But, I mean, it's the Rockets. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Mm. Um, they're just going to lose and then draft and try and rebuild. Mm-hmm. But I do like the moves of bringing in Van Vliet and um Yeah, well, and Bill. they have some exciting rookies mm-hmm. Amen Thompson I love the Thompson twins yeah, Amen Thompson like the eye te- if he could just learn how to shoot a basketball they would be so good right. and then Cam Whitmore I remember it watching like the draft and Cam Whitmore fell the Lakers passed like everyone passed on Cam Whitmore and me and my boy we were watching we were like how it, whatever team Cam Whitmore drafts they're, they just got a dog. And Cam Whitmore is nice. I'm telling you, Cam Whitmore, because I think the Rockets are going to let him go um, because they have so much other young talent. But when Cam Whitmore goes to, like, a Kings or when he goes to a – I'm telling you, he's going to go to, like, a, 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 a low – playoff team like a pelicans or something and he's gonna make a name for himself he's gonna be a 20 to 25 point per game scorer this guy is so nice and um yeah the rockets they just have so much young guys um that like jalen green has taken a huge step i was a big jalen green hater but this season he's he's shown me that he like he's gained consistency and he's been really good this season um but yeah, i have a funny story about the rockets er, when the all right in the it was after last finals i was hyped i think it was after the draft too um i was a big pistons truther <laughs> which turned out terribly Word. but my buddy was like a huge Houston Rockets truther. He was like Dylan Brooks, like all, and we made a bet that the Pistons were gonna. I, my bet, my part was the Pistons were gonna be have a better record than the the Rockets. Oh boy! <laughs> but luckily, when the Rockets traded for or picked up, I forget when they got Van Fleet, I canceled the bet. Oh, smart, smart. Because yeah. adding a veteran like that. Will get you close to 500. Right. When you have a veteran and a guy, honestly, a guy like Dylan Brooks and a veteran like Van Fleet and an exciting rookie like Jalen Green, that's like a 500 team. Gotcha. So I canceled because I didn't think the Pistons were going to be 500. Um, yeah, any, you saved yourself some money there. <laughs> yeah, any any predictions for the, the Rockets? I don't know. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> predictions yeah. is they're going to rebuild through the draft. And pray. I don't know. It's not looking good for them. When do you think they would make the playoffs? 
maybe two or three years from now. I don't know. Okay. Um, definitely not anytime soon. They're just the foundation just isn't good enough. I mean, unless unless the rookies, unless one of their rookies takes a really big leap. Well, Sangroond is taking know. a huge leap. Yeah, but you're gonna need more than that, man. All right. I mean, you're gonna need you're gonna need everyone, mm-hmm. and you're gonna need everyone in a good trade to make it next year. That's what yeah. you need. All right, next team is the L.A. Clippers. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about this one. So. The Clippers, man. Here's the thing. Here, here's here's the only reason why the Clippers shouldn't win the championship, and it's entirely illogical. It's because they're the Clippers. Mm. For some reason, they never win, and it's it's weird. Something happens to stop the Clippers. But if any year, if the Clippers are going to break the curse, it is this year because that roster, not just on paper, but in game when you watch them playing, is too crazy. Like I remember when the James Harden trade went down. And um, my, my brother specifically, he can't stand James Harden. And he kept saying, he's going to flake in the playoffs. He's going to flake in the playoffs like he always does. And granted, James Harden's playoff streak is pretty bad. But I feel like the Clippers roster is too good for him to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, if this if this roster fails, it's going to be indictment on every one of their careers. Mm-hmm. You literally have Kawhi and PG. Those two are one of the two of them, one of the best players, like probably like top 50, obviously. And then you have James Harden, another top 50, if not top 25 player. And then you have Westbrook, another top 50, if not top 25 player. You shouldn't lose. Like, mm. you, there's just the roster there is too dynamic. You have too much scoring. You have too much defense. You have Kawhi, Paul George defense. Offense, you have Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, Westbrook, Westbrook. You have to win. If you mm. don't win every single last one of your careers, we're gonna have to look at it like it like it's suspect, like it's sketch. Mm-hmm. Like what are you what are you guys doing? Like you can't in, in the hearts of the hearts of the NBA fans, you can't be that good all time and have all of you together and lose. It, it's just I just don't see it. You know? Yeah, this team is stacked. When you get Russell Westbrook to to get it be a six man and love it, when you get uh, a James Harden that's not selfish, and then you get Kawhi Leonard, who's like you said, a top twenty-five, thirty, you know, in that range, an all-time great, and then an all-time great in Paul George. This team is literally, and it, it they work together because Kawhi Leonard was never a selfish player. Paul George was never really a selfish player. You could nice. maybe in the on the Pacers, but he he wasn't selfish. He was never selfish. And then you take you get a selfish player in James Harden, but you make him selfless. Like he's not selfish on this roster because he learned that he just wants to win at this point. For for Harden, he's done everything. He's, in my opinion, the greatest scorer of all time after Michael Jordan. But he he doesn't want a scoring title anymore. He doesn't want the MVP anymore. He wants a ring. Facts. Because all-time greats have rings, and he knows that, and everyone on this team knows that. Um, and they put the roster together perfectly. And Norman Powell is like the unsung hero on this team because mm. with all the all-stars, you'll see when it's like the clock gets low and you're down two, down three, you give Norman Powell the ball, and he'll he'll he's a bucket getter. Facts. You know, he you give him Norman Powell is the guy you give the ball to at the end of the shot clock, and he'll make it the shot. Um, 
You know what else is underrated? Huh. They got Harden and kept Terrence Mann. I yeah. thought that was crazy. I would have yeah. thought they would have had to give up Terrence Mann, but they yeah. kept Terrence Mann. They have Plumley, yeah. Bone Highland, Tyson. I mean, there's this this roster is just too good. Yeah. Like you have Zubak, he's always been good as a center. Yeah. And like you said, you get Russell Westbrook to buy in as your sixth man. Yeah. That's that's a nightmare for the opposing team's bench. Russell Westbrook is a starter level player. Yeah. And you get him to buy in coming off the bench. That's you you got to win. Yeah. If you don't win, something's something's wrong. See, that's the difference for me between uh, the Clippers and the Suns. And I know in the playoffs your roster shrinks and you only do, you know, a seven-man rotation sometimes. But the Clippers' depth, right? like the Suns have a three-headed monster, but they got no depth at all. The Clippers have depth. They have a Absolutely. lot of depth. Uh, they have defense. They have everything to be a title uh, to win a title. Um, I already said my opinion on this team. I think they lose to the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Um, yeah. So for me, mm. I think they go to the Finals, man. Mm. I just I just don't see because even, even if James Harden doesn't have the greatest series, you still have Kawhi. You still have Paul George. They should win that. I just feel like, I mean... I feel like the the depth is too deep. Um, there's too many star players. One of them is gonna go off. You can't contain all of them. Um, if if Denver wins that series, Jokic is just mm-hmm. y- Jokic is just something else, man. Because yeah. Yeah, while Jokic is greatness, you, it's it's Kawhi, Paul George, Arden, and Westbrook. Uh-huh. If you can somehow be all four of them in a playoff series, you're just you're on another level than I mm-hmm. than I pre then we even and he's already on another level so he goes he goes on an even greater level if he manages to win that series and then win a championship because that yeah. that would just be crazy and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a second and be like the biggest hater ever <laughs> someone could say that they're not gonna win because all of these guys Paul George James Harden Russell Westbrook are on the back of their careers and they haven't won a ring and you could say well they haven't won for a reason James Harden haven't won a but if someone said that to me I would say the reason is LeBron James and Steph Curry yeah but still that's something you could say is there's a reason that James Harden doesn't have a ring there's a reason Russell Westbrook doesn't have a ring and that would be a a valid argument true Mm. but even as a Warriors fan if we're being real in 2018, the Houston Rockets were going to beat the uh, Warriors if yeah. Chris Paul didn't pull yeah. his hamstring. Yep. Like let's let's be 100% real about that. James Harden was going to have a ring and but injuries got in the way. So Don't forget know. the Spurs were up in the right. series yeah, when Zaza Kawhi Pachulia got injured. broke his ankle. I don't now okay, here's Bro- the thing about Zaza that. Pachulia broke Kawhi if you, Leonard's ankle, and that's why that's that rule is enforced now. Right, yeah. I, but, I mean, honestly, if you watch that play, I feel like that was the most normal, like, falling basketball play that happens, like, every game, and it just didn't turn out good for Kawhi. Mm. But the result, though, is what got everyone up in arms mm. about it. Like, if it was mm. a, if that was, like, a regular, like, role player, there's no yeah. way that rule would have been changed right. yeah. at all. But, yeah, that is true, though. Like, Kawhi would have a problem. I mean, we don't know how that series would have game because that was the first game, but still, it would have been much harder. Mm. And then, But Kawhi already has a ring. Yeah. And that's another thing. Kawhi has the experience. Mm. Kawhi has a ring, so yep. he can show them how to win. So it's All just, right. you know. So the next team, the Los Angeles Lakers, 
Oh yeah, let's go. And okay. I'm I'm a LeBron guy. So right. Yeah, I like LeBron. I, I like LeBron. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm not a LeBron stand or anything, but you got to respect mm. greatness. I mean, LeBron's LeBron. If you don't, if you respect the game of basketball, I feel like mm. you respect LeBron because he mm-hmm. he's just he's he's one of those pure hoopers. And as great as he is, I like that he facilitates the ball. That's one thing that. Um, if you're gonna compare him to like Jordan and Kobe, like yeah, Jordan and Kobe, they they good at assists, but LeBron is a facilitator. He will make the right play. He'll every make the time. he'll make the jockey assist. The Literally. assist to lead to the assist. A fact. Yeah. It's like LeBron. I love his play style. As far as the Lakers this season, uh, they are so they're they're disappointing, man. I don't I don't know what's going on. Like they won the um the the what tournament the the, the play it the or in, the, no, the, the in season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The season tournament and when they were playing in the in season tournament they looked amazing they looked so good and then they just go back to the regular games and they're like yeah we're just gonna I don't just, yeah. I don't know what it is at, to your point at the beginning of the season the Lakers looked so good they looked like the the bubble Lakers Anthony Davis LeBron nice. like the defense it was all there and then after the in-season tournament they went like one in seven or nice. some, something like that something crazy they are two games above 500 now they are um what are they they're uh ninth yeah, nice. In the standings. Um, they can make a little push to get into the maybe, maybe. Yeah, they. I know. think they're probably, I don't know, but I think they've won like five out of the last seven, I'm going to say. Right. It, it feels like a while since they lost back-to-back games. I, th- um, I, In my opinion, I think this team is just starting to click mm-hmm. and, and hit that. I think they're going to, their record, they're, I think they're going to be at 10 games above 500. Gotcha. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's definitely. I mean, I can see that. The one thing that I'm eager to see is they just trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, and I think that can move the needle depending on how that fits. Cause here's the thing. Here's mm. the thing with playing with LeBron, right? Here's the thing about that. Um, you have to have a very particular play style to flourish with LeBron, and not mm. all players can adapt. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie will fit just fine, but sometimes. Sometimes you think a player will fit with LeBron, and they just don't. Mm-hmm. So that has yet to be seen. If Spencer Dinwoody fits in with LeBron, I agree with you. I definitely feel that they could be like about 7 to 10 wins over 500 and solidly make it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as advancing in the playoffs, they're a first or second round exit. I just I don't see enough here for them to be like Western Conference Final. They were in the know. Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, but here's the thing. The Clippers exist now. The Timberwolves are on the scene now. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets. The Thunder have broken into the scene. There's too many teams that are better than they are okay you know what i mean like mm. last year um it was last year there weren't too many teams that you can say le- legitimately are better than the lakers now i can list five of them you know thunder clippers timberwolves nuggets suns and that's that's not even including you know like the ones that are probably even like the mavericks and the kings and whatnot so they, mm. I, I just don't see them making the western conference finals this year all right so i'm i'm gonna say this team, when it all works, they're so good. They are the league leader, league leaders in free throws a game because they're league leaders in drives per game. Sure. I think in the playoffs, if they face a good team and they make someone fall out, I think that's a huge and, – and LeBron is, is very smart in doing that. But 
I think this team, when it gets later in the season, and and we're forgetting that earlier in the season, Cam Reddish was a huge surprise. He was a great player. He is injured. Jared Vanderbilt is injured, and when he plays, he's a menace. He's an all-defense guy if he plays 80 games. Gabe Vincent has played, like, one game. That was our big accusation in the uh, offseason. Let's see, who else? So that's three huge injuries that um, the Lakers have. And Max Christie has come on, and he's been playing great defense. Uh, Jackson Hayes in the last couple games has been a beast. Uh, I never liked Jackson Hayes. Because uh, I think he's just like a sloppy. He's like a seven foot guy that doesn't know how to move his feet. He could jump and everything, but what did Stephane say about um, Kwame Brown? He was like, he can't put two post moves together <laughs> right. in a row. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about Jackson Hayes. But in the last couple games, he has been a beast. Uh, Rui Hachimura, I mean, last postseason, Rui Hachimura was the reason the Lakers were winning. And Austin Reeves is having a down, like a, a disappointing season almost. Mm. This is a guy that was supposed to get like a sixty million dollar contract, yeah. and yeah, he was supposed either. to average like you know twenty a game. He's averaging sixteen a game. The Lakers wanted him to average like twenty a game. He didn't take that big step. Um, Torian Prince is just so inconsistent. But like I said, I think they will click soon. If not, they are clicking now. I think they're going to hit a, 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 a stride. I think they're going to end the season 10 games above 500. And I think they could beat every team in the playoffs. I would be scared, however, for the top four seeds. So with that, I, I think they could beat the Suns, Pelicans, Kings, Mavericks, and whoever they play in the play-in, whether that be Warriors or Jazz um, or Rockets, if they do something crazy. Um, I do think they have a chance against the Thunder because the Thunder, I just think, is way too young, and I think it matches up well. Nuggets, I would have Nuggets in that series. Clippers, I would have Clippers in that series. Timberwolves is close, but I would have Timberwolves in that series. But other than those three teams... I think the Lakers can contest. I think they have a shot at going back to the Western Conference Finals, but I'm going to say second round exit. All right, fair. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, next team. Uh, let's see. The Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, oh, I love this topic. Oh, okay. God. The Memphis talks so much trash these last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. It is so. They, they were acting like they three peated. Yeah. Something. For some reason, the Grizzlies must have thought they were champions <laughs> and we just missed the championship because they talked all that trash just to be 13th. And I and miss me with the whole oh, John Morant was suspended. Oh, even if John Morant, okay, they wouldn't be a couple places higher in the standings, but that's still not where they're supposed to be yeah. right now. Well, last year when John Morant was hurt for half the season, right. they had a, a winning record. They exactly. were, like, better without John Morant. Yeah, and that, that was the one thing because Memphis Grizzlies, I remember the fans specifically at that time were saying, yeah, we're, we're really good even without Morant. So, you know, with Morant, we're going to be unstoppable. So where where is that now? you got mm. the same players 
y'all are bad. <laughs> hey, like maybe they're missing Dylan Brooks a little bit, huh? I, honestly, Dylan Brooks was scapegoated so hard, so hard. Because here's my so thing. Hard. Here's my thing. You want someone who is not scared. If you're going you up against LeBron, like you need somebody who's like LeBron's human. I you need a Draymond Green. You Literally. need a Russell Westbrook. You're you not going to win like with by being like, oh, we we can't say anything to LeBron. We can't right. do nothing. They scapegoated him to save John Morant and really Literally. to save the fact that their culture is just trash. Literally. Because you can't act like a winner and you haven't won anything. You're yeah. going like... They, they thought getting the one seed was a championship. Literally. Like... And they were celebrating the one seed like Pat Bev celebrated the play-in. <laughs> Facts. And here's my thing is um, I play chess, and one of the great, one of the biggest things you have to keep in mind in playing chess is when you're winning, you can't think about the win because that is the fastest way to make you lose. You'll lose focus because you're already acting like you won and you haven't won anything yet. Like There's that famous Kobe clip where the reporter's asking him, you're going to smile and you're up 2-0, and mm-hmm. Kobe's like, the job's not done. We mm-hmm. haven't won anything yet. There's nothing right. to smile about. Memphis needs to study that clip over and over and over again and get mm-hmm. themselves together. Uh, you know. and, and I'm a big John Moran hater because in that draft, I know I say I'm a hater with so many people, but it's like it's just... It's easier like pointing out people I hate because uh, I just like everybody else, really. Right. <laughs> so, but John ja Morant, me and my buddy, uh, I think this is Zion and Ja's fourth year. Mm-hmm. When they came into the league, half my friends were like, "Oh, Ja's gonna be so much better than Zion," and I was like, "Zion's gonna be so much better than Ja." And right now, it's pretty close. Um, when the last time Zion played 82 games, he averaged 27 points. Uh, but John Moran has made a couple playoff runs, anything more than what Zion did. Um, but um, yeah, John Moran, I, I'm not a believer in him. I we'll see. Uh, I hate the Grizzlies because they, like you said, talking too much all trash. That stuff. They win nothing. Um, it's crazy. So yeah, there. I I don't. I mean, I think there there are gonna be a playoff team again next season when Ja comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think Desmond Bain is an. Uh, he's gonna be an All Star soon. True. Um, but I don't th- see them as a title contender. Uh, in the right. near future. I'll tell you what, Memphis is never gonna win until they fire their coach and change their culture, mm-hmm. because that coach. If you watch his mannerisms, all he does is talk trash. And I know that locker room is they think they're all this and all that. And it's like you guys aren't anything until you win a championship, until Mm -hmm. you become a champion. Mm -hmm. And even then you got to learn to humble yourself if you're going to win another one. So it's like they need to change the whole attitude of that organization, honestly. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And predictions, they're not doing a thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's see. The Timberwolves. Oh yeah, man! They surprised me this mm. year. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie and act like like yeah, I knew the Timberwolves were gonna come and be number one seed. Like I had no clue. Mm. But when you look at the roster, they had all they had all like the ability to do something like this. Anthony Edwards is a star, straight up. Congratulations to him um, from getting the uh, the All Star nod. Um, as much as I don't like Rudy Gobert, mm. my man's has been hooping this season. Mm. 
We can't ignore that. Carl Anthony Towns. You know, I feel like Carl Anthony Towns has been in the league for so long, but he actually hasn't. Mm. That's one thing you got to remember is how old is Carl Anthony Towns? I think he's just now entering his prime. He's 28. Yeah, he's 28. Yeah, yeah so he's just <laughs> – that's yeah. so crazy to me. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like he's been – in this league for way like he's longer on the than the out, like almost, yeah, like, that's what it feels like. I I agree, yeah. but he he's in his prime, which is which is probably why it's really helping the Wolves push because Anthony Edwards is ascending, Cats mm-hmm. in his prime, Rudy Gobert he's been around, he knows how to play, um, mm-hmm. and I mean this roster is just just really good. Um, as far as what they're gonna do. In the playoffs, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched that many Timberwolves games. I mm-hmm. just I, they just don't interest me that much. Yeah. Um. So I can't. I can't say which way. Like super accurately, have a really strong opinion on them. What I will say is, I've never seen Rudy Gobert succeed in the playoffs ever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look through his whole career, bro, just second round exit like every time. I don't even think he's made the finals conference once. Um. And Anthony Edwards is young. Cat is young, so I don't see them as good as they are. I don't see them um, getting to the conference finals because if you look at it historically, teams that make the conference finals usually have players that are experienced and have been there and done that. So uh, the teams that I see in the West that I think are going to make the conference finals would be like um, the Nuggets, the Clippers, you know, the Suns. I just don't think the Timberwolves have enough experience i feel like if they're going to get to the western conference finals or the finals it would be next season or the season after after they've got a couple of you know playoff beatings so they can come back and get themselves together and then really make a push right now i just don't see it but they are playing exceptional basketball though as far as like their standing and whatnot okay so i do think did the jazz make it to the western conference finals um let's see they in let's see no i don't think they did with donovan mitchell i don't think they did anyway um yeah that's what i'm saying they've they've always been second round exits like rudy gobert's never done anything too crazy uh but uh, about the timberwolves um i think people oh rudy gobert an apology because people were saying that utah trade was the worst trade in NBA history. Everyone was saying that when when the when the Jazz were winning like t- when they opened the season like 12 and 2 and mm. the Timberwolves were bad and Rudy Gobert was bad. Mm. Everyone was saying that was the worst trade in NBA history, like the worst trade ever. Look at them now. Rudy Gobert is a huge driving factor to this team's success. And this That's team true. is the we're talking about the one seed. They are thirty six and sixteen. They are the best team in the league on paper. Uh, like if you look at the record wise, they're the best team in the league. That's true. And um, uh, they have Mike Conley. They have veterans. They have Mike Conley. They have Kyle Slow Mo, Kyle Anderson. Um, but they also have great young guys like Jaden McDaniels, Nas Reed should be. That's true. The six man of the year is not Reed. Is Nas Reed the six man of the year? Let me think. Jordan Clarkson, Russell Westbrook is probably going to win it. Russell Westbrook's probably going to win it. But Nas Reed should be in the conversation. And then, with all that, you have a 22 year old superstar. This is a superstar in the league. I think Charles Barkley or someone was saying 
the, like Anthony Edwards is like the next great. Or not the next group, but I think he was just calling him like a great. Yeah, and he's next up. Yeah, I mean for sure he's got greatness in him. I will say people overreacted to the, to the trade. It's, it was an overvalued trade, but it mm. wasn't the worst trade in NBA history. Mm. The worst trade in NBA history was when the Nets traded for Paul Pierce, mm. Kevin Garnett, yeah, and those picks ended up resulting in Jason Tatum and Jalen mm. Brown. Yeah, that's the worst trade in NBA history. Mm. But. I feel like he was overvalued, but I could see what the Minnesota Timberwolves were doing. It's mm-hmm. not they they were saying we don't care about these picks. We're gonna build a team around our guy Anthony Edwards and Canada. Mm-hmm. You can't really blame them for doing that. So. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards, like when you watch him, it's like you could look at the box score and he he could have like ten points in a game. Like that's it. But so in my head, I was like this guy. He's probably averaging like 23 point, like a cool 23. I looked at his stats, 26, 5, and 5. He's a 26 point per game guy, 5 and 5, and he's 22 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. I think in this playoffs, I think he's going to show something. I think I said that earlier. Um, But I'm not going to lie. Even with that, um, I do see them being a team that could lose to a lot of these teams. Um, So for my postseason prediction, I think they are a second-round exit. I think Ant is going to play out of his mind. I think the second-round series is going to be tough, but I think they're going to lose. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, um, if if, if the the Timberwolves are going to have to lose these playoffs to get where they need to be in the future. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at every championship team, usually they lost a couple playoffs before they got to the ring. So I feel like that's where the Timberwolves are are at right now. They're gonna take, they're gonna lose uh, our series or two, and then one in the next couple of years is gonna be their year. But right now, I don't, I don't mm. see it. And I, I'm gonna add this too. This is the first year where Ant is the guy, because the sure. last however many years it was always Cat. And Cat is a terrible playoff player. Oh, I hate I hated watching him. He like that the play in when they won the play in, mm. he played so bad. He was the reason that team wasn't gonna win. Uh but Ant, you just saw it. Ant was right. that guy. He was leapfrogging Cat. And there my buddies were telling me, like, no, Cat is the guy. Cat is like, yes. no. Oh my God. I was just gonna say, I remember that. I was yeah. in NBA Discourse and all the Wolves fans are like, nah, Cat is our guy. Yes. And I'm literally telling them, I'm like, bro, Anthony Edwards is better than Cat. That's He's what I'm saying. I was, I was like, saying, Ant is better like, than Cat, and they're like, No, dude, Cat <laughs> has one more point per game. Yeah, like, I was I'm like, like what? Dude. That doesn't like, like that doesn't the I like watch this team play an important game. Facts. And it's Ant that's going to take over. Exactly. So I'm excited to see what he does in the postseason. All right. Next team is the Pelicans. Oh, man. The Pelicans disappoint me. Mm. I just want to see Zion play, man. Mm. Like, literally. I don't even care about the Pelicans as, like, an organization or a team. Yeah. The moment Zion leaves the Pelicans, I'm going to forget that team even exists. I just want to see Zion play. He's so – Zion – because here's what I don't want to happen to Zion's career. I don't want him to become the biggest what if. Mm. Because that's the way it's trending right now. There's mm. so much nonsense 
that's just around his career. Get this man a dedicated fitness trainer. And I don't think he wants to be there, though. I, that's the thing. Mm. I don't think he wants to play for the Pelicans. Because mm. when he's on the court, he is a beast. Mm. But it's seeing him on the court. That's that's the issue. And if you had an organization that was competent, this man would be in, in godly physical shape. And he, he, he kind of is. And, and the thing is, you can tell he's not in his prime physical shape. And he's still bullying NBA players. NBA players were the top athletes of the world. Mm. That's why it's like, that's how you know the Pelicans organization is a failure. Because if you have Zion, you should be investing absolutely everything you have into this man to make sure he's in top shape, to make sure he's he's a beast, and he should be on the floor getting mm. reps. So something is fundamentally wrong with that organization. Mm. Um, to get to the specifics of basketball, yeah, there's six in the conference, but that doesn't mean anything. I, I think they're going to lose in the first round. I just, I don't. I don't see them. They, I mean, if, if they mess around, lose a couple games, they could even slip into the play-in, mm-hmm. right? And who knows if they make it out of that. But let's say they make it to the playoffs. They're losing first round. Like, every single playoff team is going to beat them. Like, I just don't, I just don't see them winning. What? All right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. To your point, um, Zion is out of, like, that's not a myth. He's out of shape. He's yeah. fat. He doesn't play with effort. I remember Kenny and she- or, uh, that whole panel were like, it was like the first time they watched uh, Zion this season. They were like, dude, he plays with no heart. And this is a guy I love. This is I was I was saying I'm higher on him than I am with Ja. And you could say, oh, that's all opinion. In his second season, all right, his first season, he played 24 games. But his second season, when he was still skinny Zion, he played 61 games. He averaged 27 points. That's insane. In 61 games. at Let's see how old he is now. He, so right now he is, let's see, he's 23 right now. Cool. And that was uh, two seasons ago. So as a 21-year-old, in 61 games... He averaged 27 points. That's that's nuts. Man. And he and, and that's crazy. That's that's big numbers. 27 points. That's big numbers. And then the season after that, he was injured again, played 30 games, but he still averaged 26 points in 30 games. Right now, do you know how many points he's averaging? No, nah, no, nah, like me. 22. 22. <laughs> wow. He's averaging, he's fought, like he fell off, and he's only 23. Um, and you could also say he's only 23, he has time. But if you look at a lot of other people's stats, it, it, it starts at, you know, at 27 is the peak mm. numbers. Rarely is your career high points per game in your second year. Right. That's not what happens. Usually it's, it goes in like a pyramid, like it goes, up until you're 27 and then down until you're 35 type thing. Facts. You know? And then it's like, with Zion, it's like he hit a huge decline this season that's not really getting talked about. Um, And it makes me sad. He doesn't shoot threes anymore, which is fine, but he doesn't even attempt. He's like a Ben Simmons. He used to, in his debut, he went four for four. He had one of the greatest debuts of all time. He went four for four from three. Um... 
and scored like uh, he scored like 17 straight points or something consecutively. But he doesn't even look at the rim when he shoots threes anymore. Yeah, uh, that's and that's how you know it's an organizational failure. It's the, it's not even Zion. You put Zion um, on the Lakers. You put Zion on the Warriors, Denver, um, any place with a with a culture, and he's ten times better than he is now. I agree. There's no culture in New Orleans, no structure. I couldn't tell you what the coach's name is. The only other player I know on New Orleans is Brandon Ingram, and that's because he's been a hooper for a long time. I, I just I just don't know what New Orleans is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Are you rebuilding? Do you seriously think you're contending? Because you're not contending if Zion isn't even trying. So what are, you, what are you doing? I do think they think they're contending because they have a dog in Herbert Jones – and they have like a a fun little Jose Alvarado, right? Yeah, Jose's and they cool. have like they have little pieces. I think if I was like a Pelicans fan, I'd be like, bro, we're a six seed. We're you yeah. know we got to win in the play. But really, I don't think they got a shot. Brandon Ingram is not as good as people mm-hmm. think he is. Um, let's see, C.J. McCollum, he's a dog, but he's not gonna carry this team. Um, I will say I do love their two young guys. I don't know if they're both in the Rising I think they're both in the Rising Stars game coming up. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hawkins and Dyson Daniels. I love those two. Dyson Daniels is like a pass first point guard, which I you know, I like. He's only twenty. I think he's from he's not from the US. I don't know where he's from. And then Jordan Hawkins, the rookie out of Yukon, he was third in rookie of the year. Voting until a couple weeks. Like, he is a top rookie in the league. He's not getting talked about, but that's not going to. Yeah. I think they're a first round exit. Yeah, definitely first round. They're not winning anything. And it's going to get interesting um, when Zion's free agency comes up. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yep. All right. Free Thunder. Oh, yeah. OKC. Okay, Man, the Thunder. The, 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 only, the only thing you can say about them is that they're young. And that is like the greatest negative thing to have against you <laughs> like as far as a team yeah, yeah, and yeah. depth and how they play on the court and their chemistry there i i honestly i can't think of a single negative with that team the only thing that could come to harm them is lack of experience mm. that is it and mm. they can i'm telling you right now they can beat any team in the western conference and they can beat any team in the eastern conference is it it the only thing is is are they experienced enough to put it all together to do that? That's the only question. Mm-hmm. So the Thunder, um, in my opinion, I think SGA should be the MVP. Yeah, because same. this team is thirty six and twelve, uh, thirty six and seventeen, and last year they were nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the roster, like they're good. They got young guys, SGA, Chet. Uh, they got some guys, but really their roster does not in any way compete with any other team uh, in the top five. And they're third, though. That's and they're the crazy third. part. That's why I'm saying SGA. Okay, someone said when they look at basketball games, it, particularly in the playoffs, you look at the team that has the best player on the court, so the best player on both teams, the team that has the best player on the court in almost every situation, it should be the favorite to win. 
Okay. Yeah. And you Okay, so hit the the OKC's roster is a lot worse than let's say the Timberwolves. That's valid. But SGA would be at all times the best player on the court Facts. in that game. Facts. So they have a great chance of beating that team. Um honestly the uh so that and that gets iffy with the Nuggets because right. I would probably take Jokic over SGA, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm taking SGA over Devin Booker. Oh yeah, absolutely. SGA is the MVP of the league. I'm taking him over Kevin Durant, and that's yeah. a hot day. Kevin Durant, you know, a top fifteen player, but yeah. at this season, SGA is better than Kevin Durant. Absolutely, that's just facts. Like, mm. uh, with Kevin Durant, and it's coming from a Warriors fan. I love Kevin, but look, with Kevin Durant, it's his namesake yeah. that keeps him higher than what he is. And I'm, I'm gonna get to that when we get to the Suns. So mm. let's, let's stick on OKC, but. Yeah. Yeah, uh, SGA is definitely he's MVP of the league. It would have been Joel if he didn't get injured. Yeah, I but agree. he got injured, so that there's that 65 game rule. There's no way he's gonna hit it. So uh, SGA's got to be the MVP of the league. That's I, I would say, and it would be well deserved too. Yeah, if they give 100%. the MVP to SGA, there's no way I'm gonna be like, oh, it should have went to MB. No, mm-hmm. like come on now. But yeah, I wh- even with that, once they get to the Western Conference Finals, SGA is not guaranteed to be the best player on the court. And with that, I see them losing in the Western Conference. Wait, wait, wait. So, I mean, I said three teams are already going to the Western Conference. (laughs) Yeah. I already said Nuggets, Clippers. So, I see them losing in the second round. Yeah. I was going to say, I see them losing in the second round. I also see them losing in the Western Conference Finals, and I see them winning the championship. That that's literally yeah, yeah. That's literally, literally. OKC's potential. Yep. Like if they lock in for every series, they can be champions. They mm. they can be sleeper champions. However, if the experience gets used against them, they could lose in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like that's where OKC is at. It's crazy. It's going to be exciting watching them in the playoffs. Honestly. All right. Next up is the Phoenix Suns. Yes. So okay. we got to it. Yeah. I got to I got to talk about this topic because as a Warriors fan, I hear this all the time. Mm. I hear KD over Steph and mm. I got to I got to end this argument for life, okay? Because this one this one hurts me. Um KD is not a leader. He's not. Even on the Suns, it's like it's Devin Booker's team. And Every team besides OKC that KD has ever been on, he was never the leader. On the Brooklyn Nets, there was no leader when it was Kyrie and Harden. That was a leaderless team, which is why it was never going to work. Um, when he's with the Suns, he he's not the leader. That's Devin Booker's team. And when he was with the Warriors, Steph Curry was the leader. And Charles Barkley said it, and he he got some flack for it, but he was he was entirely correct. KD is a bus rider, probably the greatest bus rider ever, but he is never going to lead a team on his own. He doesn't, even KD said he doesn't care. He just wants to hoop. And there's more to leadership than just wanting to get on the court and hooping, which is why I don't think any KD quote unquote led team is going to win anything because that's just, you got to have a certified leader. I don't think Devin Booker has it in him to lead a squad to victory at the championship level. I think Devin Booker is an amazing second best player on your team, but you got to have some type of leader beyond him. And since that isn't the case, they don't they don't have it together. That's why the chemistry on the Suns doesn't look as potent as it should be 
on paper because you have Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. That should be killer. They mm. should be number one. I mean, there's mm. no excuses for not being number one. But the thing is, they don't have a real true leader. So the Suns, they're going to be second-round exits, and that's really that. And and every single time this happens to Kevin Durant, it's going to be harder and harder for the Kevin Durant stands to continue to say that he's better than Curry or he's this godly uh, top ten. There's even some people who say Kevin Durant's top ten. I'm like, no, he's not. Like we, He's never won without Curry. And let that sink in. He's never won anything without Steph. I'll put that out there. Uh, yep. And it's funny because – one of my best friends is a Kevin Durant guy, and we have the debate Kevin Durant versus LeBron. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop, bro. That's what and I'm it's saying. like, he's just, he's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, because he's a, a Kevin Durant fan, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I actually agree that um, I don't think Devin Booker or Kevin Durant are leaders. Um, when the Suns went to the finals, Chris Paul was like the heart. He was the leader of that team. Yes. Um, and if you go back to OKC, Russell Westbrook was the heart. Like, he was the heart. He wasn't the best player, but he was the heart that got him there. And if you look at this, the Suns team, the only guy you could say that has, that has heart is Grayson Allen. <laughs> And he is Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's true. But, yeah, when your top guys don't have the heart, mm. which I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant lack, it, it, it it's not going to go well. And they got Bradley Beal, who was an MVP caliber type guy, honestly. But mm. um, I just think he's on the decline. Um He's 30, Kevin Durant is 35. Um, the only remaining player on the Phoenix Suns since the uh, finals run is Devin Booker. They fired their coach. They have Frank Vogel, mm-hmm. who is a championship-winning coach. But if you are a Lakers fan... Yeah, LeBron was coaching that team. Yeah, if you were a <laughs> Lakers fan, nobody liked Frank Vogel. Facts. Um, I just don't think this team has it. Uh, if they don't win this year, I think it's only going to get worse next year and worse next year. It is kind of crazy that Kevin Durant is averaging 28 points at 35 years old. Um, but uh, I, well, Kevin Durant does have a ring with the Warriors, but yeah, like, if he never went to the Warriors, like doesn't have a ring, that's just he fast. wouldn't have a ring, and it's just like. And here's my thing about that. Here's my thing about that. Every one of those rings, Kevin Durant fans, they like to pull up. Well, Katie had better stats. But if you actually watch the game, Steph Curry was double teamed, leaving KD open. And that's how you know who the better player is. Steph Curry made KD better. It wasn't the other way around. KD doesn't make Steph better. Yeah. KD doesn't make anyone better. When have you ever seen, when have you ever heard anyone say, oh, KD went to that team and that player's better because KD's on the team? Mm-hmm. No one's ever said that yeah. because he doesn't make players better. Steph makes his entire team better. LeBron makes his entire team better. You know, Michael Jordan makes his team better. Kobe makes his team better. Like the goats of the game, they make mm-hmm. their team better. No one has ever said KD when he joins a team. He makes the other players better. He makes the team better because KD individually is a godly player. But you will never say, oh, this player is going to get better playing with KD. That's not mm-hmm. a thing. 
And that's my exact argument with Damian Lillard, but we'll get that yeah, in, we'll the, get in that. the Eastern <laughs> Conference final or the Eastern uh the Eastern episode. Yeah. Um so what are your predictions for the the Suns in the postseason? Honestly, first round exit. Um if they're a second round exit, that's lucky because Wow. Because here's my there's no chemistry. There's no chemistry. Like when you watch the Suns, when they win a game, KD went off. Or Devin Booker went off. Mm-hmm. But never have I seen a, a game where the whole mm-hmm. team just popped off and everyone right. was having fun. Yeah. Have you seen a bench reaction other than an amazing KD shot or something? Mm. There's no like, there's no camaraderie on that mm. team There's at no all. identity. Whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. the Suns, when they had CP3, they had an identity. Like, you could yeah. see it. They had a, a, a team going on. KD, and this is why, and this is why, KD doesn't make his teammates better. The league definitely doesn't respect him because they know he's going on to a team just to win a ring. He's not coming to a team to establish a culture. He wants a culture that's already there that he can get onto that he can make better. He's nowhere. He tried to make his little culture in Brooklyn and that fell apart in like a matter of months. Mm. So, I mean, it's just, it's never going to work. KD is never going to win a ring without Curry. It's not going to happen. Unless he hops onto a team with like LeBron or something, he's never going to win a team without another leader there to take him there. Period. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say second round exit. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. Trailblazers. Oh, boy. Um, who's on the Trailblazers? <laughs> the Trailblazers. I mean, they got some young guys, Shaden Sharp. They they just drafted Scoot Henderson with like the th- second or third overall pick. Uh, they got DeAndre Ayton. They actually have the the UNL uh, alum uh, Delano Banton. Delano Banton. He's the guy that looks like Coy Ray. <laughs> um, they have Malcolm Brogdon, Moses Brown. Like they just got a whole bunch of mid guys. I'm, I'm not Jeremy even Grant. Lie. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I haven't watched. A single Trailblazers game. Mm. If I watch, if I watch the Warriors or something play against the Trailblazers, I mm. forgot. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's uh, nothing. The only thing I've only remember about the Trailblazers is when Jokic faked um, Aiton into yeah. lagging. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. that team has nothing. Yeah, I think I've watched a, maybe one game because Scoot Henderson had, you know, it was like Scoot or Wemby. You know, Scoot Henderson yeah. had so much hype and. I w- I'm a big Scoot guy. Like I, I think he's going to be really good. He is 13 and five. He's averaging 13 and five. Solid, solid. He's shooting 37. <laughs> percent um, <laughs> Needs to get better. But but that's he, solid. You but know. he's 20. He was. I'm. He was born in 2004. So Jeez. I'm older than. Him, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. 2004. Um, my God. Yeah, but so they got some like young little talent. Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, who skipped college. Uh, he went to college, but he didn't play because he was too good for college basketball. Um, and he, his rookie year, he wasn't that great. But this year, he's showing some flashes. Mm. But Ant Simmons, Anthony Simmons, mm. he's going to be nice. He's going to be nice, but he's on the Trailblazers, so yeah. he's going to rot away. Like that, and that organization... I'll tell you what, that organization never knew what they were doing. They were just riding Dame's coattails the whole time. That was their only... And you know it's bad when for years and years your only identity is one player. 
There's no one else on well, the team. It, so Other than just, CJ McCollum. Yeah, it was like, CJ and Dame. But, like, okay, when Dame, CJ left Dame after a while, though. Dame should have made CJ an all-star. CJ wasn't an all-star because they were never a top, a, a great team in the league. But, yeah. if okay, let's say Steph Curry goes to the, war, or the Trailblazers, and the Trailblazers are a top seed. Mm. Then McCollum is going to the All Star game. game, and people game. say, "Well, Dame never played with an All Star. He never made any of teammates All Stars. He had yeah. great heat." Which or, speaks to Curry's greatness. Well, he by actually, the way. yeah, <laughs> he actually played with Lamarcus Aldridge and those Facts. guys. But Nurkic, people thought he was going to be an All Star, um, but the Trailblazers, man, they just as an organization, they never got it together. They okay. they caught they they had good years with Dame, but. I mean, no one wants to play in Portland. Dame didn't even want to play in Portland. Like, that's the thing. That's it's it's a it's a small market team. And one of the things about small market teams is you have to be you either have to be like OKC, you have to grab some rookies, you have to hold on to them with dear life, and you cultivate them into being greatness, or you somehow entice stars to go there. Damian Lillard was their only true star. C.J. McCullen and Luke Marcus Aldridge, they were hoopers, but Marcus Aldridge, he had heart problems, and C.J. McCullen, he eventually left, right? So truly, it's just Damian Lillard over a long period of time. And once Dame leaves, what's your plan? You're going to try and mimic OKC, and grab, like, that's what seems what they're doing. They grab some good young guys, and they're training them up. But that's going to take time, and OKC has always been a competent organization before – they had to do this. I mean, they had KD, James Harden, Westbrook. They were doing things. The Trailblazers never done anything, so I have no, I have no faith um, in them as an organization. Yeah, I don't think they're even close to a play-in team for the next couple of years. Facts. It's unless, unless Scoot Henderson does something crazy. Mm. All right, next is the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento. Mm. And, and they had no All-Stars this season. Right, De'Aaron Fox, so uh, bonus who's averaging almost so, a triple double. That should tell you how stacked the Western Conference is. So bonus isn't an All Star, and that man is going off. I will say, I think the Kings were better last year than they are this yeah. year, which is weird. Yeah, I almost feel young. like they feel like they should have beat the Warriors in the first. I feel like that's what it was. They felt like we yeah. should have won that that series, and that was like a serious moral blow to them. Yeah, because they were on something else the last season. They were legitimately scary. I remember thinking to myself, man, as a Warriors fan, we might lose this series. Like the Kings were were serious. Yeah. Now the, I look at them the and I'm like, yeah, light the beam. That mm-hmm. was going crazy all season. Now I look at them and I'm like, I haven't even seen a beam. I've yeah, seen no literally, they, they have no media this yeah, year. Yeah, it's at amazing. All. It's like, well, it's they had like, like the longest drought in pl- in, in the four major sports, not just basketball, but hockey, basketball, football, uh, baseball. I think it was like them and like the Lions or something. Facts and the thing. I think of what it is is the Kings got real expectations put on them the first time after mm. last season mm. because they they went on the scene they shocked everybody and now we're like okay we see you so now you have to perform again you have to do even better you have to blow us out minds again and I think that pressure got put onto them and I think teams got more got time to figure them out you know mm. that's one thing that's what makes dynasty so hard in this league is that yeah sure you might be able to get a team for a season but now they have that whole season of footage to look and see what you were doing in game plan 
Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to repeat in this league. That's why it's so hard to make a dynasty in this league. So I think the Kings are sort of feeling that. Like, yeah, you shocked us, you know, when you came out swinging, but we're ready for you now. So I think the Kings are probably going to be a first round exit. To be honest with you, I don't mm-hmm. see them. I don't see them making. It. They were our first round exit last year, going to seven games, and I think they're worse this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I just want to talk about Sabonis a little bit uh, more because. This is a guy who's averaging 20, 13, and 8. Uh, 13 rebounds being number one in the league. He leads the league in rebounds. He's going to win the rebound title. Uh, a block and – or a steal and half huh? – uh, a, a, <laughs> a, a steal and half a block a game. Uh, shooting 62%. This guy is the real deal. This guy is great. Um, and De'Aaron Fox, I was never like super high on De'Aaron Fox, but geez, but um, let me see. Uh, Extra, but he does out. have my respect because, um, I mean, does he have my respect? I don't know. I, I, I'm De'Aaron conflicted has with my this. respect. Yeah, he's conflicted. I'm conflicted with this team because. Um, they have declined. Maybe it's because Harrison Barnes is getting older. They didn't really yeah. make any moves. Um, let's see what what's the Aaron Fox and and that's the players? thing. That's the thing. Um, the Kings needed to make a move that mattered. Yeah, like they were good last year, but now teams are gonna figure you out. So you either you either physically get better at the game or you make a move that makes you better. And they did neither, which is why they're regressing yeah. this season. De'Aaron Fox is kind of older than I thought. Yeah, this is his seventh season in the league. Yeah, he's been here for a minute. He's, it kind he's of a veteran feels like, now. Yeah, he's a veteran now. His numbers are twenty six, uh, twenty six, five, and four. I mean, good numbers, but uh, I don't know. It, I, yeah, if let's see, if this if the season ended now, they would play the. Uh, what Pelicans, right? Huh. They would play. Hold on, one eight. No, they play the Clippers. Yeah. They would play the Clippers. <laughs> and they're losing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the they, Clippers are. Oh yeah. Yeah, four zero if not four one. They're losing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first round exit. I'm sorry, yeah. Sack. All right. Then we got the Spurs. Hey, Wemby. my boy Wemby. The Spurs are the worst um, Western Conference team. But they are one of the most exciting, worst teams I've ever seen play just because of Wemby. Yeah. That boy Wemby is Rookie of the Year. Okay, This Chet Holmgren nonsense needs to stop. He's mm. not. He's nowhere. Wemby is just better than he is, like, across the board. And not only that, he's also a true rookie. Like, Chet Holmgren has had a year of NBA staff and, all, and NBA mm-hmm. practice and all that. Wemby just got here. Mm-hmm. So um, back when back when it was debate between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, I always thought Donovan Mitchell should have won that because again, yeah, technically they're a rookie because they just started playing. But if you have a year of NBA staff, conditioning, training, practice, you have more experience than the dude who's just now getting into the league. That's a great point. So Wemby's rookie of the year. I what excites me the most about Wemby. Is not necessarily his athletic stature, seven foot. It's his shooting ability. Mm. This man is already making threes. 
at seven foot. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. As a rookie, he's averaging 20 points, and it's not just brute force points. My man's is making open sh- and good shots, mm-hmm. and he just got here. Yeah. When you give him, when you give him time to bulk up, and tr- training and experience over the years, he's he legitimately has a chance to be one of the greatest players of all time, and that, mm. that's not even an exaggeration. Mm. My man, since LeBron is probably the most hyped up rookie, and he's he's exceeded it. He's mm. averaging twenty points and ten rebounds a game mm. as a rookie. Yeah. That that's and that's it, and it's weird because and I'm I mean. Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time. Who am I to tell him anything? But this is a team that does not run the offense through Wemby. There's possessions he goes without touching the ball uh, unless he gets a rebound. Um, But I thought this team was going to be a lot better than they are. I'm, I'm with you on Wemby. I think he's fantastic, easily rookie of the year. But I thought Devin Vassell... Uh, was going to take a leap. I thought um, Keldon Johnston, who was like the best player on that USA team, mm-hmm. was going to take a huge leap because of the USA, how he played in the USA team. Uh, this team, to me, is not a 10-43 and 43 team. I don't know how. Okay, I will say this. And once again, Greg Popovich greatest coach of all time I have no business saying anything about him but but Jeremy Sohan was playing the point guard okay and and people say people say um and I have this debate all the time that the NBA now is positionalist everybody could play one through five Mm -hmm. and that's I completely disagree I think a point guard should play point guard a shooting guard should play shooting guard and so on. And Jeremy Sohan is a power forward. He's a short power forward, but he's a power forward. He can't dribble. He could pass a little bit, but power forwards in today's game pass. He can't shoot. He was playing point guard for like half the season. I kept telling my guy, I'm like, bro, he cannot play point guard. He's a, he's a power forward. Like watch the game. He can't even dribble. Mm -hmm. Um, and my guy's like, no, it's, it's positionalist, but I completely disagree with that. I think that's the reason they only have 10 wins. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. No expectations. I mean, maybe next next year they're going to be like a close to 500 team. Uh, But other than that, no. I mean, Vassell is only 23. He's exciting. Sohan is only 20. He's exciting. Um, Keldon Johnson is... 24 he's exciting um but other than that they're gonna have to build because there's not gonna be a superstar that goes here right um so they're gonna have to build and and wait to be good so i'm gonna say in like three years they're gonna be you know like a scary team in the playoffs. Right. I, I totally i totally agree with you i also want to touch on like the positionless thing mm. i also think um I think when people say positionless, they don't they don't actually know like what they're talking about, right? <laughs> okay. Cuz like cuz I totally agree with you like everyone there are positions in this game. But what's happening is the positions are being blended. They haven't gone away. It's that players are able to play multiple positions. So a great example is Steph Curry. He's a point guard and he's a shooting guard. I hate it when people will be like, "Oh, he's either a shooting guard or a point guard." No, he's both. 
Mm. And that there's still individual positions, but these players are so skilled now that they can play both. Mm. And that's what's happening. It's not becoming positionless. The positions are being blended together by elite players. Mm. Like LeBron has always been an example of that. Mm-hmm. He could play one through five, but he's a power forward. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just just because just because LeBron can play point guard doesn't mean he is. Yeah, I, a point guard. I think this thought right? started when Ben Simmons came into the league as a power forward, right? And they moved early. He came in as a po- point guard, but they moved him to power forward. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, Ben Simmons is a point guard and power forward. Those are, you know, two, you know, that's a two completely different things." That's Ben Simmons. That's it. Right. Jeremy Sohan is not a Ben Simmons. Yeah, literally. And my thing with that is, like, that doesn't mean it's positionless. It means the player can play multiple yeah, positions. That's There's all like I a mean. difference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Kevin like, Durant cannot play point guard. Facts. He exactly. could probably go out there and be fine, but the team is going to struggle with him bringing the ball. Because he gets the ball on the block right. and does a post move and score. Right. He... That's not that's not what a point guard does. Steph Curry doesn't call for the ball in the post. Facts. You know, yeah. it, that's position. It, there's that's a thing. I really do feel like positionless basketball is just a fad term. It's just mm. a term that people use to make the game seem oh, it's new and different like no. Yeah. Players are just more skilled. There are more players in the league that can play multiple positions, but we still very much have point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. You maybe can argue that small forward and power forward are like sort of the same thing. Maybe yeah. be able to argue that. But other than that, come on out. We have positions, you know. All right. The final team is the Utah Jazz. Um, Lowry Markinen is a beast. I need to see him freed off that team. Mm. I want him on a yeah. contending team. Bulls let him go. Yeah, that was du- I never realized. I never understood why the Bulls traded Lowry Markinen. I was like, what was what? Even though Lowry wasn't the Lowry we know today, when I was watching I mean, him was on the Bulls, good. we knew yeah. he was good. You knew Everyone he was good. Everyone knew Lowry was, like, good. So it was puzzling to me. Like, I'm trying to figure out what were you thinking, he man. He did take man. a step, but I don't think – like, the Bulls – I don't know. I don't know what they were I doing. I can't – Bulls management has been crazy recently. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the Utah Jazz um, – I think Lowry is the only player I can even name on the team. Really? Yeah, I don't even know anyone else on that team. Well, Jordan Clarkson. Oh, yeah, Jordan Colin Clarkson. Colin Sexton. Oh, I forgot Sexton was in the league. Keontae George, who's a rookie. He's leading all rookies in assists. Yeah, they need to free uh, Clarkson and Markinen and Colin Sexton. Free all three of them. Because and I think you forgot about this signing. Wow. Let's see if you could guess who it is. Power forward. He's a dunker. Dunk blocker. I have no clue. He, he played with Trey Young. Clint Capella? No. John Collins. Oh, John Collins. That's not moving. That's not moving. <laughs> That's not That's moving not the needle. Yeah, no, I agree. But, but still, it's weird because John Collins had huge name value when they were in the playoffs. And True. I haven't heard of John Collins at all this season. That's because, and that's another thing, Trey Young makes other players better. Mm. And that's something to understand about basketball is great players have gravity. So they so on defense, you're going to pay attention to Trey more than you're going to pay attention to John Collins. Mm. That makes John Collins look better than he actually is. Mm. And that can inflate trade value like crazy. Yeah, you're right. Um, so this team is a game behind 500. This team, I like. They got a mix of veterans 
Um, well, they got more veterans, I'd say, but they got some young guys. Um, I think they're a 500 team at the end of the season, 41 and 41. Um, maybe a game or two up or down. Either way, I could see. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- even with that, would I be surprised if they were f- ten games under five hundred? I don't know if I'd even not really. That. Yeah. So I don't. I don't have high expectations for this team at all. Um, this season or in the future, mm-hmm. if they do win a pl- a play in series or a play in game, they're getting bounced first round. And that's and that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think they make the plan. But if they do make the plan, they're losing in the plan. Well, they're they're, con- they're competing with your Warriors for that yeah. plan spot for sure. Yeah, I I think the Warriors are going to hold that. We might even climb to like the eighth or ninth seed because I mean, like I said, one last six of seven games. So we're on a streak right now. We're we're yeah. playing. Yeah. So the Jazz have played three more games. Then the Warriors. The Warriors are twenty five and twenty five. The Jazz are twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah. So I have more hope for the Warriors climbing than I do yeah. the Jazz. Because I mean, you have Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph can just have forty, fifty bombs and just win games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall. Yeah. Utah's so yeah, if you much. look in the the last ten, in the last ten games, the Jazz are four and six. Mm-hmm. Whereas the last ten games, the Warriors are seven and three. Yeah, see, the, there's, there's a trending. The difference of trending is this huge. Mm. Yeah. All right, and with that, that's that's it for the the Western Conference. Um, it was fun talking about it. Absolutely. Stay tuned for the Eastern Conference episode. For sure. Um, we're gonna try to get that popping. Uh, thank you for listening. Absolutely, it's NBA Profit. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Look out for that Eastern Conference episode. We in there.